Hello, um, and welcome to the Thomas and Way podcast number 21. And now, I reckon, is it a year since the last one? I just had a look, and the last one was in November 2013. Oh, my word. Yeah, apparently, according to that, unless I've got it wrong. Hopefully this is all working okay, you can hear us. Since then, Tony has starred in the Tom Cruise film. Yep. Which you've all seen. We can now talk about. Everyone's seen that. Yeah. Which the time we can't, we couldn't talk about it at the time. No, I think I. It maybe was just coming out then. I can't really. You couldn't talk about it. You said you were in a film with Tom Cruise. Yeah. You couldn't say what. I couldn't really was. say what. Also, I didn't know if I was going to still be in it or not. Which is all luckily Tony was in it, and he was in it quite a lot. But yeah. they still changed the ending. Which, uh, yeah. One day, uh, hopefully, they'll do a um, director's cut of that ending. It was. Uh, I think the ending was changed because of uh, focus groups. And which I can't say is I met thanks to Tony. I met Tom Cruise thanks to Tony. Now obviously Tony's met him a lot more than me, and he's got a lot more stories about going for dinner with him mm-hmm. and uh, eating food and going for dinner and things with him and Tom Hardy. Yes, who, and uh, Charlotte's uh, hus- boyfriend, husband. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, who's in it, Charlotte Riley. But the people don't want to know about that race. What they want to know about <laughs> is how you're going to vote. <laughs> I'm, gonna vo- I'm voting for... Well, I've been donating money to the Labour Party, but I'm going to vote UKIP. Fair enough. Because um, <laughs> yeah. my mum votes UKIP, and you always follow what your parents do. No, my mum's voting yeah. UKIP. She messaged it tonight. And your mum is, uh, gives some um, geographical background, lives in the next borough to Clacton, which has she already got a, place, a UKIP MB. Yeah, she lives in a place called Frinton-on-Sea, and Frinton-on-Sea is where Mike Reed lives... Well, he he owns live. it, I think, doesn't he? He, doesn't owns, he, own he owns Frontier C. Mike Reed, for those who don't know, is a very famous, was a famous 80s DJ who was actually in Brian Pern. He was, yeah. And famously, we had to cut out a line where he said... <laughs> Can't wait for the, I don't, don't know what this bit? is. I, can't remember what I this said, is. I, there's a line in the thing where I, he had to say, Rick Parfit said, you've got a fat nan, right? <laughs> to, to, no, uh, he said, oh, uh, Leo said, I said to Rick Parfit, you've got a fat nan. He went, forgive me for being uh, naive here, but what is a fat nan? <laughs> And I said, well, you know, fat nan. He went, what do you mean by that? A fat, was that a fat bottom? What does that, that mean, fat fanny? I said, no, no, it's a fat nan, like a fat grandmother. He went, oh, right. He went, I thought fat nan was like a, you know, a, a word for a, a bum or a boob. Euphemism for an arsehole. Yeah, and I said, no, no, it's just nan means grandmother. So that shows you how out of touch he is. He doesn't know what nan is. Well, I mean, I think he probably was trying to be in touch. To give him benefit of the doubt, he probably thought he'd fallen behind on some new slangs. Yeah, and... Uh, fat Nan, I'm now going to call my ass Fat Nan all the time. <laughs> but, you know, isn't Nan quite famous? And uh, we went around the room, actually, we were going, we were going do you know what a fat... What's, what, do you know what a Nan is? He nan must have known what a Nan was. No, he, he, must... did, he did not know what a Nan was. This is the thing, he did not know what a Nan was. He was he, he hosted Swap, uh, Saturday Super Swap for four years, yeah. and he didn't know what a Nan was. to loads of Nans. How many letters, yeah, how many letters did it come in saying, my Nan... <laughs> Uh, bought me a toy. He must have bought my ass. Bought me a toy. My fanny bought me a toy. He had no idea. My daughter's funny enough. They're obsessed with getting the blue Peter badge. I thought it was quite charming. Are you still? That's still a they're thing. still going. Good. But now I think you know the, the rules are they're still the same. You have to do something quite nice. They, our fish died, Moonface, and oh. uh, oh, it's very sad. And I actually came back from holiday. We gave it. We gave. Uh, my, we had a little. It's the Siamese fighting fish. All right. I went into fish, and basically we had a snail. And my daughters found the snail. They kept it, and it was called Speedy or something. And then it died. And they went, "Oh, can we have another thing?" So we put three hundred quid in this fucking biopod fish right. tank. Bought a fish, Simon's fighter fish. We went on holiday, <coughs> and we went away for two weeks. And when we came back, it, it died. We had someone looking after it. They basically had a nervous breakdown because they thought they'd killed the fish, but the temperature thing broke, which oh, heated shit. the water, so it basically froze to death. We generally right. came back. Cry- we, I broke my heart more than watching, the kids you know, did. Weirdly, I was watching uh, just yesterday. Um, there's a, uh, you can get it all on YouTube. You know um, uh, Vivian Stanshaw? Mm. There's a thing called Vivian Stanshaw's Week, an old BBC documentary, or a short film. It's in three parts, but in that, he's obsessed with fish. And he did exactly the same thing. He went away for a bit. He had a piranha and boiled it to death by accident with a heat regulator thing. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Well, that would have been in the 70s. They couldn't have been as that good That was in then. the 70s, yeah. I don't think he, heat regulators in the 70s famously weren't good. No, no. Our friend Glyn, who we've spoken about on here before, famously... He's famous on this podcast for having the smelly uh, shirt shoulder that he claimed was his was rabbit piss. He, <laughs> he, we know from other things than that, but that's how you're known, listeners. He, his family had a goldfish. As far as I know, they still have... It, it, it can't be the a, same one. It was in a tank. They only did for two years. It was in a tank that 
it was like a bowl, like a proper old-fashioned comedy fish bowl that you'd get your head stuck in if you were in a shit comedy. Um, and it had about four inches of water, muddy water. I think Miranda's done that about four right. times. <laughs> it had about four inches of muddy water, and it, according to Glynn, this is the man that claimed a rabbit pissed on his shirt shoulder, but from the ground onto six foot up, <laughs> that it, they'd had it since he was a baby. <laughs> The same fish? Yeah, this is when he was about 22. Well, clearly they'd replaced it every time. Well, it must have got, It must have got to the point when he was 18, they thought he's died again. He's coming back to me. To be his... honest, it did look about 22, but it was the still fish going. Did. Yeah, he looked old. <laughs> he I looked think... old and in muck, oh, living my... in muck. When we came back, we saw this little fish. <clears throat> we had a little police box, a TARDIS for the fish, and it loved oh, it. It went into it, yeah. you know. And, um, Where did it go when it went in there? I don't know. Space went, and time. Or, 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 <laughs> well, we call it... We, um, so, we, co- we uh, oh yeah, so my daughter came up with Matt Fish and uh, Simon uh, Paul, uh, Sylvester. Um, oh come on, surely McCod. McCod, I think it was McCod. <laughs> Tom, oh come on, oh, who's Tom? Tom Baker, come on. What, oh Tom what? Baker, Tom, Tom B- Baked Fish. Tom Baked Fish. <laughs> uh, uh, David, David Turbot. David Turbot. Uh, Peter Capaldi, come on, Peter what? Um, I mean, Capaldi's tough. I don't. There's probably some fish out in the uh, Pacific that sounds. A bit this is like, a good game for people, isn't it? It's great. It's one of those shit hashtag <laughs> games on Twitter. <laughs> You'd think after nearly over over a year and a half of not doing this, we'd have something better to talk. About. Listen, I've stopped doing that. Twitter's boring now. Anything? I tweet quite a bit. I, I, I look at Twitter more than I tweet. Isn't, isn't the novelty going to wear off one day, Tony? No, because people use it for different things. That's the thing. It adapts. But, yeah, probably it will... I mean, everyone keeps saying that about Facebook, and it's still going, isn't it? Well, yeah, I found out, like, people have died that I knew. It's yeah. sad. And then you find out that people haven't died who you knew because <laughs> someone just made it up, which is what happens a lot. <laughs> Did you, um... So, yeah, have you, you've been watching all the election coverage. This is... I've watched... Every fucking bit of the election coverage. I, to, every day. Can I, I say one thing? Listen out, kids, for cutting edge satirical humour coming this way. <laughs> He's done us. Ellen Miliband nearly fell over. <laughs> he didn't know he, he fell oh, over. God, amount, anyone that tweeted that as if it was like, it meant he couldn't run the country, I felt like instantly unfollowing, but I'm a, a cow and I never unfollow anyone. But I did think straight away, it's like, oh, come on. Yes, comment on it, but don't say he can't run the country because he fell off a step. Sorry We've all him. fallen off a step. It, it, also, it wasn't even a fall, it was a stumble. He just did a little stumble. Yeah. He, he did a little stumble, and David Cameron's raped the NHS, so who's the worst? Rape is quite a heavy word. Yeah, but you can't really rape the NHS, so... No, that'd be quite hard, wouldn't it? I mean, It would be time-consuming. It would, yeah. I mean, how many people work for the NHS? Oh, were you thinking of the actual people? I was thinking of the buildings, the infrastructure. It's all really that's a, that, hard that work. That involved buildings, and that you yeah. go to prison for that. Yeah, ambulances. I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, that's what he's been doing all this time, hasn't he? If you think five years raping the NHS, yeah, literally, yeah, we shouldn't go into this, should we? No, I mean, it's it's a it's hard thing to work out how he'd even do it. Yeah, I'd just say he sort of ruined it. He's trying his best. Um, yeah, pillage. Just say pillage. Pillage. That's the other better. Viking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we edit this? No, it's fine. There's like, no need to edit it. It's quite that. fun to hear. There's no need no, to edit no, that. This is, this is you, if, from what, um, Eight minutes in, not if bad. You, even if you say David Cameron's raped the NHS, you can't... That's not accusing him of rape because it's such a ridiculous idea. So satire, yeah. laws of that, mean that if it's something that's ridiculous, yeah. you can get away with it. Which is why people don't believe that, I don't know, in newsoids or whatever, or um, Deborah, when someone's, like an impression show, <laughs> when someone is suddenly, when David Cameron's suddenly Doctor Who or something, <laughs> David Cameron can't sue and say, I've never been Doctor Who. <laughs> because clearly he hasn't. That's how you get, that's how you get away with it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I've, used, I've not seen uh, the other one, um, the other political thing, the, the uh, uh, Battle Bus one. No, what's that? On Channel 4, I've not seen that yet. I haven't I watched Channel if you 4 had. at all anymore. I haven't seen it much. I haven't watched telly for ages. I've, I've seen a lot of Guru Murphy being yeah. a knobhead. Oh, come on, listen to me, right? I'd say this. <laughs> He's a knobhead, right? Totally. And, you know, he would never have done that on Newsround, would he? No. When he used to host Newsround, would he ever say... <laughs> He, would, he, had, he used to host Newsround. He was a Newsround host. <laughs> Jesus Christ, was he? Yes. What's he doing that job for, then? Newsrounders should stay on fucking Newsround. What? The Newsround hosts now don't even know about the news. I don't think they're even journalistic. What whatsoever. was the name of the lady, Newsround lady presenter? Juliet Morris. Yes, what happened to her? What does she do now? I think she did Countryfile. Right. 
that, not John Craven did that though. They yeah, I think that's it. that's the thing. They all go, everyone from News Round goes to Country goes Farm, to Country Farm and, then they, and they die. Yeah, they die. Um, we must talk about Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, if you want. My it's sort of been done to death a bit, hasn't it? Well, my, my, here's uh, my point about it. Yeah. Every five seconds, those idiots go, my mate. Uh, they're such a very... Uh, keep, people keep asking me, and my, my mate, my yeah. mate I know we are... They didn't know each other oh, until they worked on that show. Of course they did. And that fucking bloke, that, that man who... Has, uh, for me, total wipeout man, him. Yeah. What, what is his name? What, Hamster. Yeah, Hamster, yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I can't believe that a programme about cars has caused such a, a, f- a furore. furore. It's a car review programme at the yeah. end of the day. It is. It is a, it's like, can you yeah. imagine if Barry Norman had punched a teacher? Uh, not a teacher. What was it? Did he punch? <laughs> he punched a producer. Punched a producer. Going, yeah. going like, you know, I, you, I got no popcorn when I went to see Stop and My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah, that's why I gave it one star. <laughs> But you know what I mean? They've got an airplane over there. We're, we're in um, Reese's lovely, uh, newly cleared back garden. Um, some lanterns. So right. if there's any background noise, that's why. Um, we've got some lanterns, yeah. We've got lovely. some the wisterias out. Yeah. I went to Roald Dahl's house the other week. Oh, Did I tell yeah. you? We, went, we actually went to his house. We went, they, when you go to his little museum, you can sit in his hut. That he used to, they've replicated his hut. And right. it was really why weird. Did they, not just, did they knock down the original? Yeah, these originals still there, but they've they've taken bits from it and they've replicated it. Right. And so did you find the place where they used to hide Gary Glitter? <laughs> See, I was talking about that, right? And I thought because that's an interesting story, isn't it? Yeah, she it used is. to come around to the house and, and he's lived there. He lived there. Did he? Yeah, he lived there for a while. Yeah, and um, yeah. Well, they've, if if you haven't seen it, I'm sure most people have. There's a very good clip. Look at Gary Glitter. Google Gary Glitter. Uh, this is your life. Dull, and you'll we'll see Dahl, one a of the very awkward, comes on. yeah, a very awkward exchange involving schoolgirls coming round, coming round to the dull house, uh, and him going shush. But I'm sure everyone's seen that. <laughs> everyone must have seen that, surely. Yeah. But, well, so, it's, is there any? Are there any attractions there, or is it just this is his house? This is you go. In, you don't get to. You go to. You go, basically go to the bank he used to go to in his street. You can right. see what's interesting across the road. You see where the the orphanage that they base he based. Um, the BFG on, right, and, right. and that's quite interesting. Right. And Danny Chapin, the world that, where the, the the petrol station was, you see yeah, all that. Yeah, right. But they, they don't tell you where his house was. And then we went for a little walk, and then we found we saw the hut, and the, my daughter spotted it. And then we thought that's his house. We went around to Gypsy Cottage, and we saw where it, Gypsy House, where it was, and where he lived. That was quite because I loved him as a child. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I come on, adored his stuff. And what's so funny? My daughter's going switch bitch. Oh, it's a bit rude, isn't it? Because <laughs> I remember when I was younger, and you'd see the it, it, it's quite a rude word. Yes, I, yeah. I read that. I read uh, he's a very very talented author. Not that we need to tell um, people, but are you excited for the new BFG film with Rylance playing the Biff? Yes, that's good. And I think it's a good choice casting wise. And also, uh, my dentist, Simon Godley, his brother is also in it, playing another... Uh-huh. another. Now, didn't you... Can we say this? What? You... you, 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 you oh, oh, I had an availability you check for it, and then I sent a, a tape. That was all. And then nothing. What did you have to do in your tape? Did you go, oh, snozcumbers? What did you have to do? No, I sent a showreel. Didn't even get that far. No. They wanted... They, they asked to show... I didn't have a show. Right? So it was uh, it was a painful couple of days of travelling back from filming somewhere and editing. Is that finished right. with? Can I put this? Yeah, in? that's that's for facts. Did didn't, um, did did uh, so Steven Spielberg has seen your show? Right? Yeah, well, or someone that one of his aides has, I guess. I'm sure he would have he, seen Steven it. Steven Spielberg's got aids. <laughs> yeah, and his aides saw my show. Real. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That can that can happen. Yeah. I do know. So I won't say their name, but I do know an actor who offered straight offered a part in the. BFG. I think I say you knew an actor, and he turned AIDS. it down to do a play. Oh, come on. Yeah, I didn't really fancy all of the uh, motion capture stuff. Oh, p- boo-hoo. And he wanted to do a play. It'd boo-hoo. be a good play. It's very good, but... Um, oh, plays. Turn it down. I mean, I, could, I don't know. I could turn it down. Well, Mark Reinitz talked about, <coughs> in, a, in a, a thing, he talked about he turned down Empire of the Sun years mm. ago because he wanted to do a play. But he turns down, famously turns down everything he's offered, pretty much. Yeah. He was in a film I was in, Mark Reinitz, and um, I think he was offered the lead originally, and he turned it down. Because he doesn't really like making films. He wants to be on stage doing it quickly. And it's more fun, I suppose. And immediate reaction and, you know, I'm pretty sure he runs the companies, so he, he chooses exactly what they put on and he directs them and all that, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine doing anything. I was asked to do a thing called Our Boys, which was a thing about... Um, it was a play about, about uh, soldiers who were blown up in the... Oh, they were like the horse guards in 1904. Oh, right, yes, 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 yes. And I remember, and, yes. I, and it was all in, they were all in hospital. And in the end, it was like um, 
Fox, one of the Foxes, Edward Fox's son was in right. it. The one who's made to Billy Piper and... Oh, God, Lucy, right, has suddenly become... She's watching Poldark at the moment. Yes. And everyone oh, fancies... they all love oh, him, They all love they? him, don't they? they oh, him. they love him. I've not seen it. Oh. It's supposed to be very good. I know the you editor. Know it? No, near something, right? You know what Poldark is? What's really funny about British television is 1975 all over again. It is. Because Poldark was... The whole of Britain is 1975 again. Well, it's like, you know, if you think of Saturday Night Television at the moment, it's Poldark... It's Come Dancing, Strictly. Yes. Come Dancing. I don't call it Strictly. I believe in calling it Come Dancing still. Well, I've got Doctor Who. My slight bugbear is the, tie, the name Strictly Come Dancing doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's Strictly Ballroom right. and it's Come Dancing. <laughs> Those two sentences matched together don't make sense. It's like saying, let's it's call... Strictly Come Dancing. So if it was called Strictly Dancing, that would make sense. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, right, it's, it's just dancing, or nothing come, else. Come ballroom? Or come ballroom, that's fine. Come ballroom, short and short ballroom, nothing. But Strictly come dancing? What does that mean? <laughs> because it means it's strict... Because if, it if it was strictly come dancing, as in we're, we're assuming come dancing is the name of an old television show, if it was strictly come dancing, it would be the most regimented version of the Terry Wogan show... <laughs> From fucking 40 years ago. That's what that title means. It doesn't make any sense. So it's like saying, what are the alternatives? It's like something Wimbledon. Total wipeout Wimbledon. Uh, this turned into an episode of W1A now. Reese, uh, interestingly, has, is now an inside man at the BBC. Yes, that's correct. He's now uh, a company man. I'm a company man. Um, how's that? It's fun. I get to do... I, I work at the BBC now. I like to work on my own things and other things. And it's quite fun being part of it all. I, I think it's, it's interesting because uh, you can sort of do your own thing, really. Mm. And so we're doing another... Bro- oh. You're d- doing more television shows? Yes. Yes. But I can't say about that no, yet because it's not officially, not officially announced. But, yeah, we're doing a thing. To be honest, the, re- the amount of replies we've had to the, uh, the yeah. question... Uh, I, I asked the questions on Twitter. The amount of replies we've had... Hang on, I've got 32. Makes me, oh, really? Oh, hang on, that's some... Just, that's some no, that's just in general. Uh, I, it makes me think that maybe not doing a podcast for nearly two years <laughs> means you might lose your <laughs> listenership a little bit. You know, well, the thing about well, well, the interesting thing now about um, they do the BBC could actually there's a new thing there where the BBC could actually take on our podcast and put them on oh, tele- on, on radio. Maybe give us some money. Maybe give us some money. Mm. But as you know, there's no money anywhere in television or film or anything anymore. It's all cheap. Um, yeah. uh, but that's that's the way it goes. There the is money for the right sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's very very specific, isn't it? Yeah. I heard some stories about all sorts of not even just. Uh, the Beeb. The Beeb is the one that always has to cut back because... Well, unfortunately... But everywhere, not just the Beeb, other big, bigger companies. Um, well, to, to my, my little BBC horse, to me and my BBC horses... And, and it's your not, BBC horse? They give you a horse they give you when a you horse. join the BBC? That's the, pro- that's the problem with the licence fee, that's where it's going. It's wasted on biscuits and horses. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, right... No, because you do... Genuinely, the reason why I like working for it, them is because... You feel you still feel a sense of pride. Oh, it's amazing the BBC. And, and you know, what? and like, it's funny with Brian Pern and stuff. They, I've never. If you worked on any other channel, you wouldn't be able to do whether people like it or not. You know, I, you're completely left on your own. It's it's unbelievable. They just leave you on your own to make your own thing and make yeah. your own mistakes. Yeah. So, and and that's that's why I like working for them. And I, I think and I, I like the people and I like the and I like the. Um, I like, I feel like feeling a part of something like that. Like you know, it's a shame. Absolutely. The only downside is you just wish that. You still go part. Sorry to go on about the old days, but you, you wish you were still part of a big building where everyone was in the yeah, same building. Yeah. That's not there anymore, which is a shame. Well, it sort of is, but no, the comedy aren't allowed to be in it. I think the new Broadcasting House is a lovely, great big building, but well, that's all um, full of that's full of the full of execs, it's and, the executives, and, and, and the news, room. and there's no. It's not like there's loads of comedy producers in there, and no, and I think the uh, thing and is writers and directors. And no, stuff. no, and you, and you do think that the. Um, the sad thing is, is that like, uh, and as, as with comedy has always been, even though it gives them the biggest hits at Christmas and the biggest programs, yeah. comedy is still always considered. It's funny because I went to America recently, and in America they consider comedy as like their major thing, and they think of it as being cheap. In this country, they think of com- and they think of it as, as cheap, relatively cheap in their terms, yeah. which is cheaper than drama, and also they think it's also it's, it's not very risky. Yeah. In this country, it's, it's considered expensive and risky because some. People might not like you know what it. Is? It's the expense thing comes from. I think they consider comedy to be frivolous compared to current affairs and documentaries and serious drama. Yeah, it's a sort of silly thing, which is mad considering how much reality telly gets pumped into it. 
Yeah, um, which is the most frivolous bit of television there is, I think. Um, I think that's a daughter of mine. I think your child is crying for you. Will you just pause? I will pause this. We're going to pause now for a moment, uh, because Reese has got a poltergeist, and his daughters uh, are the only ones that can talk to it. So we'll have a chat, have a little chat to the poltergeist later, maybe. Speak to you in a second. Recording. We're back. So um, we're back now. We have a special guest. Special guest with uh, us. My special guest is Polly, my daughter. Say hello. I knew this would happen. <laughs> Polly, are you going to say hello? No, I can see you. I can just hear you. Go on, are you going to say something? What's your... Polly, how much do you like Doctor Who? A lot. Who's your favourite Doctor Who? Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Did I, think I saw Matt Smith at the Soho house. Did you? And he... he uh, are you jealous, Polly? Your dad's all Matt Smith. Who's your favourite... What's your favourite programme at the moment? Oh, tell, Matt, tell, tell Tony about House of Cards. What about Breaking Bad? What's the, what's the program called Breaking Bad? Like, better call... Oh. <laughs> if you want to be in a podcast, you have to answer the effing questions. <laughs> answer the effing questions. <laughs> answer the effing questions or you can't be part of this. <laughs> ah! Polly, can you name all of the Doctor Whos? All of the actors that are playing Doctor Who? Yes, you can. Oh, she's doing a topic on Titanic at the moment. Uh, how do they die? In the sea. Did you watch Jaws with me? No. You watched a bit of it, didn't you? Jaws is scary. Who did the music for Jaws? Do you know the name of the, the composer? John Williams. You do know this. Listen, you're no good at, you're no good at podcasts. I'm joking. I'm joking. She, she was desperate to... This is Polly, right? She's seven. She's got really good taste in television and film. She wanted to come down and see... Uh, she met Rebel Wilson the other week at Matt Lucas's oh. house. Didn't you? Do you like Rebel? Yeah, she's, she's nodding. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you think she was nice? Yeah. Yeah. And she swam in Matt Lucas' swimming pool. Wow. Which was nice, wasn't it? You liked that. He's nice too, isn't he? And we watched Pompadour together. We watched, he's, we watched Pompadour because oh, yes. she hadn't seen it. And that was, that was nice too, wasn't it? You enjoyed that. And he's very friendly, isn't he? Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him because we went to America for holiday and, he, and Matt lives out there, so we went to say hello to him, didn't we? That was nice, wasn't it? Did you see me in Pompadour? You did. We watched your episode. Yeah. Yeah, was I, was I fantastic? I was grumpy, oh. wasn't I? We thought it was the storyline with the with the pot, with the the plant pot. When he took the plant pot, and it was worth lots of money. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Anything else? <laughs> what do you want to tell the world, Polly? What do you, you going to vote tell? for? It? Who are you going to vote for in the next election? What do you mean? Well, we watched we, we watched Question Time last night, didn't we? Do you remember? Yeah. What's the name of the prime minister? David Cameron. Yeah. Ah, and who's the one who we want to vote for? He's called Ed. <laughs> Some coaching going on here. <laughs> See, podcasts are quite hard, aren't they, to talk? It's quite scary, isn't it? Me, me and Tony, Uncle Tony, me and Tony met when we were at school, didn't we? You know about that, don't you? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? <laughs> how, <laughs> how old are you now, Polly? Seven. So in eight, nine, ten, eleven years' time, that's how old me and your dad were when we first met. We made and look how we, old we are now. We made comedy videos. You know, I found uh, "Stop the World" on BBC oh, Reader. We'll talk about that in a minute. I haven't <laughs> forgotten about that. It's on BBC Reader. Interesting. Uh, we do you know what's interesting. This is an interesting thing. The other day, I did a little test on on Polly because she watches. We watch. Um, we watch, like, TV programmes, you know. And I showed her on BBC... There's a thing called BBC Redux, which is a thing that you can... It's a research tool at the BBC where you can type in any programme for like the last seven super years. super-duper iPlayer. Super-duper iPlayer. So you can write in and say, oh, you know, programme, and then you can look body. it up. We'll take you in in a minute. And then we watched, uh, we watched an episode of Ty- Take Heart with Tony Hart. Ah. And you... It was good, wasn't it? Mm. She you actually thought... Off. Mm-hmm. Um, you, should we go to bed now? Oh, come on, it's tight. Come on, you've got to go to bed. Do you know what the time is? No. I think, do you want the iPlayer player in your room with headphones on? Mm-hmm. What do you want to watch? That sounds brilliant. Horrible histories. Horrible histories. Horrible histories. Are you going to Simon's party next week? Yeah, let's not talk about that on the podcast. Claire's party. Oh, yeah, we, we'll... we'll yeah, we'll, um, let's go and put your, your iPad on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Say goodnight to Tony into the podcast world. <laughs> come on, I'll carry you up. I'll carry you up, come <laughs> on. Night, Polly. Good night. Enjoy horrible histories.
She should, of course, be watching uh, Fit, uh, rival BBC children's comedy show, which I was in and only survived for one series. There's going to be another pause now where Polly gets put to bed. You can probably now see why we don't get many opportunities to make podcasts. We're either working or children want to be in them. But um, we'll be back very soon. Recording now. She's gone back to bed. She's watching horrible histories. Lucky girl. Um, which I, do you know what, I, I didn't really know much about that because I didn't see it till, where's that one gone? I, I, did you go up for horrible histories? No, did you? Uh, yeah, me and every other fucker. Okay, where's the thing gone? What thing? You had one. Oh, I see. Um, is this one? No, no, the actual thing. Oh, it was there. This is interest for the podcast. There it is. Where? Where? How do you see that? I can spot a fag from a mile off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds bad. Yeah, so, um, no, I didn't go for it. (coughs) No, I know who the people did. Like, they saw, well, not everyone, clearly you didn't um, go in. But it was not far off of blunder time, a little bit after that. Yeah, I went in for it. I bet Lucy went in for it. I don't think she did. Did she not? No. Then again, they didn't really... The women women didn't get involved in horror histories until... a bit later, and they swapped the ladies around quite a bit. Alice Lowe did a load of it at some point, and they swapped around. Should we um, have some questions? Yeah, I feel like we haven't said... I feel like there was something we had to say, but I don't think there is, really. We've both just... What have we been doing for the last year and a bit? We've both been quite busy. You've done a couple of perns. Two done a couple of films. Film. You've done a couple of films. A couple of films. Bits of, oh, I'm doing Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. Yep, which, yep. which is written by Charlie Higson. I think that's at Comic-Con as we speak, or next weekend. That's good. Have they filmed any... Have they finished anything yet of it? Uh, I think... Well, they're doing it in blocks, so each episode is shot mm-hmm. up until the episodes that are left to shoot, if you know what I mean. So they've got... They're halfway through, so they've got five left to do. Uh, so the episode one is in the can, done and edited. These days, they obviously, bit. there isn't the can. It's actually on digital file. No, no but they're actually... On this, they're using a can. They're just chucking... It's an old tin can, and they just throw all of the... Uh, the little hard drives in a tin can. Have you farted again? No, listen, <laughs> I came out after being out here and I said to Tony, have you broken wind? Because it's not like bro- broken winds outside. I, I, but I, I haven't in all of you. So I don't know. Up. When you've had uh, the trim back out here, you might have stood. Well, no, up I've something. removed it. I tell you what's happened. I've removed the shed. I think the shed was famous for, for making farts. And also, you are sitting right next to the barbecue, and I did put a... Um, Barbecues don't smell of farts. I did shit on the barbecue two oh, nights that, ago. Oh, do it. Here are some questions. It weirdly doesn't smell of shit, but smells of farts. Here's some questions. Thanks for sending the questions, guys. I think we've got two. Yes, we are recording a so podcast. That's, that's, that's that one. That is correct. Uh, hello there. Um, Tony here. A couple of days after we recorded the podcast, um, talking to you from my edit dungeon uh, slash cave. So I just wanted to uh, pop up here and say, look, we did start answering the questions and we decided to cut the first one. Um, nothing that bad, but we were just a bit... Uh, it's a legal thing, I guess, and we just felt that we went off on one uh, a little bit or a bit nasty um, for no real reason. And in the cold light of day, we decided to cut it. Can't promise it'll be the only cut, but enjoy the rest of the podcast. And it's, a, it's in the same studio as the right stuff. So you see, I've done the right stuff, and that's, yeah. that is fun. I, 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 like, I also watch I, the right stuff. I do, quite a lot. <laughs> no, I do. Listen, I like, Matthew Wright is really nice. I like him, and, it, we, and he's not, I, that's been quite fun because you know what? You do meet some odd people on that. It's like you know when you go to an airport. That was like mm. there are p- places where you meet. If you want to get a good look for a comedy character, go yeah. to an airport because you get the oddest looking people in the entire world. That is that's why Come Fly with Me was quite. It's a good idea because yeah, you yeah. go there. You, you mean go, in the audience or on the on the panel both i know in the audience in the audience because right. they're all they're all like they're all like on day release yeah and they all come to well, they go there every day they go there they? every day they, they've my, got their own seat my yeah. girlfriend worked at that company for some time and <laughs> they go there for the free bagels in the morning and yeah. they don't fucking leave you know something right it's funny because lucy was telling me my wife lucy she worked on a big record <coughs> years ago right <laughs> this is a funny story and she was given five came on who were the biggest band in the world they were like the one direction of yeah, the day they were and they came, on, they came on they came on and uh, they had all their childhood photos. And this is the day before, days before iCloud and all that, where you could save your photos. And they gave they gave all their childhood photos to look at. She lost all of them. Oh, shit. She lost all their photos. Oh, no. <laughs> 
So now Dane Bowers is going, oh, I've got any picture of me as a kid because Lucy Montgomery lost it. <laughs> um, oh, hang on a minute. I was on a plane, right? Apologies. I was on a plane to America. <laughs> That's the one. Reese just puffed his little cigarette like I, it was, I, I, a, I was a, a, mogul, a movie mogul cigar. I, I, I was on the uh, plane to America and I thought there's nothing to watch. So I watched a documentary about cats, which was really I- interesting. I could, I could have watched Birdman Whiplash. About the, the animal cats, not the, 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 the show the, cats. No, the programme about cats, the animal cats, right? right. And w- House cats. Well, they get up to during the day. And I watched a documentary about food, Horizon, about not eating. I will never eat smoked meat again. Mm hmm. Well, smoke, smoked meat is the same as smoking a cigarette. Well, that's not quite true. No. I mean, I, I don't know. But this I'm man, not this go man, scientist. This man did to. have a test where he only ate meat for three months, for a mm. month, and he put on loads of weight, and his mm. blood cholesterol went up. And I thought, yeah, I'm not. So doing just that. meat, not he ate meat. With no, he had a, he, he increased his meat portions by quite a lot. <coughs> only red meat doesn't include chicken. Bad for the bowels. Yeah, it's bad for the bowels. Doesn't include chicken. Doesn't include chicken. No, chicken's so fine. So red meat. White meat. Red meat. White meat's fine. You can eat as much white but meat as you like. pork is a tricky one. That's a, is that a red meat? Because it goes white. I've never understood whether what pork it's is. It's considered a red meat, yeah. Yeah. Are we here to Have talk you about... seen any of the island? No. Bear Grylls, like, fuck me, they kill animals on that show. Every five minutes, they're chopping something's head off. I don't like animals it's being hard killed. Work. I'm sorry, I'm, on, I'm in the Brian May camp here. Yeah. I don't like animals being killed. I think if Brian May said... We should all go out killing humans, specifically babies. You'd jump on board. He's <laughs> your favourite man. Some, here we go. He question. wouldn't do that, but he might. Right, Paul, wait, you've had your so, eyes... So did we answer that question? I forgot you and Oh, yeah, we've Who. definitely answered okay, that you, question. You had your eyes taken out of Doctor Who. Which body part parts should be removed from Reese Thomas if he gets to be in Doctor Who? Who's that from? That's from Mersey, Mersey Mal. Mal. Oh, Mersey Mal, thanks for the... We had a nice chat about records the other day on Twitter. Um, just a side note before that, um, weirdly, having my eyes taken out in that, the last two jobs I've done have involved my eyes. One of which I can't really talk about that much, but it's Why? a little bit in... Um, Jekyll uh, and Hyde. No, Jekyll and Hyde I can talk about. I've got an eye patch for the right. whole thing, but I can't talk about specifically why. Right. Because Charlie Higson... Despite saying, you know, the big speech before every big show or film is, look, tweet about it, we want people to know about it, but no specifics, don't tweet too much about it. Within the first few weeks of filming, Charlie had tweeted pictures of everyone, pretty much, <laughs> including me, with my fucking full costume in an eye patch, stood in a field next to him. And, but whilst filming that, I went off and did a bit on, um, on uh, um, Danny Baker's new show, based on his books. Yeah, Simon Day's in that, too. Yeah. And Peter Simon Kay. Day, loads of good people. Peter Kay's one of the stars of it, yeah. But that was another eye thing in that. So eyes are... Every job I do, my eyes get it at the moment. You, should, the you should play Stevie Wonder next. Yeah. But anyway, a bit I'd remove Reese's balls, because he used to get them out too much. Do you know it's what? a constant fear. If they had my daughter, you know, my daughter. This is true. My daughter Rosie, she's f- five. She not the, not the daughter that was just on the show. No, the other one. We got we had this. We got this babysitter who comes round, and uh, one night, one day, I'd come back from a jog, and I came in. I was quite sweaty and had my shorts on, and she said, she said, to who me, said this? Who said this? My little daughter Your Rosie, daughter, who's Rosie. five, said, "Daddy's got sweaty balls." Well, she was right. And she went, and he's got a sweaty willy in front of her. <laughs> and then she said, and then she poked it. And, and she poked my, my willy through my, through my shorts. And it was fairly prominent because it was, I had no pants on. You, right. you got the gauze, you know, that protects you from the outside world. Which is amazing because, uh, uh, I mean, if you think about it, that's what's so important about the gauze on, a, on some... On, some, on trunks. On trunks, say, yeah. Because that's what it's for. It's to, it's to hold. It's to hold them in. Yeah. Because otherwise they float up, and the balls, exactly need, the, the balls need containing. They, need, they do. I'm, I'm, I've been cycling a lot recently, and when do you I, get a lot of when chafing? I use looser pa- when I wear looser pants, it's not good. Do you get bad chafes? Not chafes so much, but it's all dangling around. It's not good. And remember, I remember a man. I remember being flashed at when I was younger, not by do a you? family member. By do you remember? Like, I remember. She got. A, I a we might have got to bleep her name, but yes, a girl at our school did get. Well, I was there. Well, no, there's, no, there's no point in leaving no, her name. Her it did happen, now. yeah. She's the one I called a god bother because she loved uh, God and mm. Gary Barlow. Both of which are gods in their own way. Do you know, I nearly got a detention. God deten- and I, Gary but I nearly got, Can you believe, I nearly got a detention. How many people do you know who get detentions in the sixth form? I nearly got one because I called her a god bother and laughed at the fact she liked to take that. I would say not many people 18 years of age would call people god botherers where you're supposed to be a... Grown up at school, you're supposed to. I, I, got, I got in a lot of trouble in sixth form. <laughs> do you, do, 
I she, called uh, the head of sixth form a fascist for making me not wear jeans. <laughs> and she said, "It's because I said, why do we have to wear trousers? She said, it's, it's not the point, it's the rules. And I said, but why? Why is it the rule? And she said, oh, such a twat. Uh, she said, because it's about the workplace. You have to be smart in the workplace. And I said, I'm going to be on telly. So oh, well, well, oh, I want... What a wanker. And as it turns out... I've never get to wear what I want. I have to wear stupid fucking clothes all the fucking time. I never get to have my own haircut. I'm now concerned about what I said about a certain person. Well, if you still feel that I'm not, this isn't going to go up until Sunday because I'm going to be busy tomorrow. Um, if you still feel that way in the morning, give us a text and I'll remove that person. What if name. I have to actually have to? I reckon he probably wouldn't even know what that word meant. <laughs> <laughs> What we could do, what we should actually do is bleep the names of the people. It'd be quite funny. Just I'll bleep, see what I can we'll do. We'll bleep the names of the people. I was hoping that we wouldn't have to worry about it this time. I think you're all right. I don't think he's going to come I, after what, you. I don't like, it's like, oh, do you know what's really weird? Here's the thing. The other day I went to my, my comedy dentist, uh, Simon yes. Godley, who's brilliant. He's a comedian and a dentist. He doesn't walk around in clown shoes <laughs> with like, a massive it, pair of pliers. He's not like Patch Adams. Since we last... <laughs> si- since we... Since <laughs> Patch Adams. <laughs> I haven't heard that said in a while. That's why I think that's why that's the last film Robin Robin Williams watched. No, don't say that. Um, so, but, what were you going to say? So, you went to your dentist. Sorry, I went to my dentist, and uh, and he was t- we were talking, and then uh, Sean Locke was there. Now you know I've often said in the past about Sean Locke being a bit rude to me. You've had your issues, and he was a bit rude to me. And uh, and he, there's no st- there's no there's no real end to this story. But he was just polite to me but I thought oh you were rude to-. there's no there's no end to this you were rude to me once and now you're being nice yeah but it's I, funny that he it's funny rude that. you on telly and but then in real life, in real life nice. he was nice that, it makes you think it's just part of the act yeah like, just like you know you might have been killed in a film by Stallone yeah oh let's talk no, about Stallone and Warburton's people in, in Stallone films genuinely do die what about they're what all about, dead what about Warburton's mm. can we talk about that I think it's quite a good advert it's a very good advert it makes me laugh <laughs> you know what the one thing I don't like about it is you always get these adverts where you know once it starts, it goes on for a while, <laughs> and then you have to watch it for ages. It goes on for too long, and you want to get back to whatever you're watching. Also, it's one of those things where... But it's better than Mel and Sue doing Kingsmill, isn't it? If, you got, if you're looking at bread oh, ads... You remember those ones? Oh, her going, Kingsmill, Kingsmill, Kingsmill. What about John Thompson's uh, bread advert? I haven't seen that. What's yeah, he in? What's they're he in interesting. Well, they they're a bit depressing. Are they? He's sort of a dad <laughs> of two kids who... I think the mum's dead. Oh. I think that's the setup. That's what he's certainly heavily implied. And he's making them really... He's cheering them all up with sandwiches. That's the sort of gist of it. The bread, you know, they can come together as a family. Tuck it. I think it's Warburton's. It's not Warburton's. That's like, I can't remember which. It might be Hovis. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're all right. Oh, did I tell you that, like, um, that Priscilla Presley walked into me in the toilets? Yeah, you did mention That's it. quite a good story. <laughs> um, I'll go on to that. What okay. happened? Um, I was going to the toilet and she walked in. And then I was... In, telling, in Los Angeles? Yeah, and I was telling a story about... I was talking to my friend... Lee, I met a friend of mine called Lee Hupfield who did Star Stories in America. He, he's, he work, he's working out there at the moment and I went to see him. And we had uh, a he's nice, a producer and writer. He's a producer and writer of Star yeah. Stories and other things. And, we, and I went to see him and we were, I was telling him this story about Paul McCartney, this very funny story. Um, I don't know if I can tell this story. It's quite a funny story. Um... You can tell the story. If you've told me the story, you can tell that story. I can tell this story, can't yeah, I? Yeah, it's a great story. It's a very funny story. Everyone comes out well. Everyone comes out well. <laughs> I was in... I was in a, I, tell, I, do, I won't name any names, but I was, in a, I was in a meeting with some rock stars, some famous rock stars who I worked <coughs> with, and one of these famous rock stars said... We were talking about the... It was ages ago. It was, it was talk, I was involved in the opening of the Olympics, um, uh, and uh, a certain member of a famous rock band... Uh, was to, they were saying, oh, who's, so what's the plan? And they were going to be in the opening ceremony at this right. point. his band. His band was going to be in the opening ceremony, or the, one of the ceremonies. It wasn't sort of decided whether it was in the opening or the closing. And he said, who's opening the ceremony? And they said, oh, Paul McCartney is. And they went, oh, well, who's closing the ceremony? And they went, oh, well, at the moment it's Paul McCartney. And he said, fuck me, is he doing the hurdles as well? <laughs> and it was very funny. Anyway, uh, that was very, it's a quite a funny story. Anyway... So I was telling this story to him, and I also heard the story about Paul McCartney that he only ever pays by cheque because he doesn't want anyone to cash. Oh, really? So when he, when he goes for a meal, he... This is, I don't, know, the, how true, I don't know how true this is, but this is a story I've that goes that, sort, that story about it's a, a few it's an urban myth. famous people, but, yeah. But I think Paul McCartney's obviously... I don't... I know how true it is, but... Because the truth is, he probably gets everything for free anyway. Yeah. Secondly, you can cash a cheque and get it back. Yeah. 
So that's why the story is Well, if rubbish. you go to certain banks, you just scan it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Scan so it that, that's why the story means nothing. It's, it's a nice urban myth it's for a people who want to not... I've sort of heard similar things about... Um, Any actor who's... Loads of actors. Tommy Cooper, especially. Loads of stories about his There's tightness. a good story, actually, about um, uh, Michael Penny's diaries, where he says, in the old days of the BBC, where... Because I was going to make this documentary about Monty Python last year. I didn't do it in the end. But I was doing a load of research, and he said he'd go to the BBC bar and he'd get in the lift when he was not famous. And he'd hear Eric Walkham and Tommy Cooper. They'd get in the lift to go, oh, I think it was Eric Walkham and maybe it was somebody else, not Tommy Cooper. But they'd boast about not buying a drink all night. That's how tight they were. Right. You know, it's all that kind of stuff that would go on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so everyone likes a tight st- a story about rich people who are tight. Being tight, yeah. So I don't know. But obviously, Paul McCartney, anyway, I really like Paul McCartney. So well, all it takes is it is for one famous per- person to not get around in once yes, that story. exactly. Or someone gets angry about it and yeah. then that becomes the story about them. I thought you were going to tell a different story about uh, L.A. then. But what was that matter. then? About uh, talking to someone like about Hopkins. Oh, yeah, that's another interesting story. Yeah, so apparently there's a famous... Um, there's, a, there's a... Oh, I was going to say it though. You know, I thought it's a, it's a really nice story. But it's quite a funny story, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. But then they'll know where it came from. Oh, don't it's worry about it. It's a nice it? story. Well, yeah, it's once again. It's a really. I thought it was a really nice. Story. It's a nice story. <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. If you want to think about it while we answer, no, but question. I don't want to feel that like I can't tell that story. It's a nice. It's a genuinely nice story, but I might. I don't want to say it. Just don't in say. Case. Let's answer a question. Yeah, good. And if you want We've to tell that, it, have we lost minute. our bottle on this. No. Hello, our new podcast. Please tell me, is there more Brian Perry on the way? Also, did I get to see Queen and Adam Lambert on tour and my thoughts? I wonder what Q plus AL on tour was. Uh, the I answer about Brian Perry is that there are more Brian Perry's on the way and um, and there are... It's not official yet, but it's... it's, it's yeah, and there, You're and working on something. Working on three new episodes, yes. You're developing it. Yeah, and the, and the plan would be there'll be a Thoughts reunion... And uh, and there'll be uh, a few other things. So yeah, someone there's... was asking about an album. I didn't. Is that on there? Oh yes, yes. So um, is there going to be a Brian Pern album? I think there is one, sort of. On there's, there's one on, on, YouTube, on iTunes. iTunes, and I think that we w- we'll do more songs. Uh, my idea is to do like a nice, a good, proper Brian Pern album. Oh, let's say um, uh, we should mention Steve Birch, who does the loads of tons of the music for uh, Pern. He does all the He's music. Brilliant. He does all the all the. What Stephen does is he. I say to him, "Well, can you do a song a bit like?" You know, driving home for Christmas, or a bit like which was brilliant. Um, was yeah, Christmas in my car. Christmas I said, in my car. I said I had this idea. I, was, I thought oh, it would be good if Pat and the, basically I had the idea that um, Pat and the Patios, which is I thought uh, like Michael and the Mechanics. Yeah. And I thought it would be quite good to do like a Christmas in. I went oh Christmas in my car. And I, said, <laughs> I sort of sang the idea to Stephen Burge. He went away and wrote the thing. And then it was quite funny. Paul came in and sang it. And then uh, and we did that. We did like a Jonah Louis song. And Tony plays Ned in it. Ned's coming back. Oh. You fucking think so. I, do what I did the other week. I, I had to do this thing where I, I, I went over the limit for, t- for two, two miles an hour over the limit. I had to go one of those uh, courses. Oh, yeah. I did it purely for because I could have just taken the license. I can see a new sitcom idea well, coming the problem on the with horizon. It, well, the problem with it is you can only do it once in three years. Right. So there's no, you can't really make a sitcom. So if it happens again, you, you, you just get a fine. You or, get a fine, you can't do it again. You, you should have learned your lesson. Right. So you'd have to be set every like three years. Make it's it a film. film. It's a film. It's a film, isn't it? But then I actually, I thought, oh, I'll go into it thinking, oh, well, let's make an idea about this. And then you go, actually, it's pretty grim. What, what they show you, you, you really do learn something. Right. Right. Uh, anyway. Uh, I haven't got many... Uh, Adam Lambert on tour. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really fun. Um, people just saying they're excited for the show to be back. Is this any good this week? I have no idea. It's been so long since we did this. I think I've lost my bottle with some of the stories. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, it wasn't like that. A lot of story was libelous. Um, no, but but you've heard it third hand. What story? I guess. The story that you don't want to tell. It's not that even that bad, is it? It's quite it's a nice story. It's not bad story. at all. I don't see your problem with it. It's going to be disappointing now, though. That's the problem. It's not even that good. <laughs> it's a nice story, but it's, a, it's basically a nice story, a funny story about Anthony Hopkins. Mm. But, but it's a nice thing about him liking impressions. Yes, I, 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 I don't know. Don't worry about it. It's not. It's, it's, a, shit it's, not, it's a shit story. story. It's a shit story. It's a shit story. It's a shit story. Don't want to. How long are we doing this for? Not even uh, forty-five minutes. I reckon we might get this to a tight hour. Um, it'd be nice to. Have you got any more? Uh, these are just me, by the way. Have you got any mentions on your phone? I think I, I'm just going by the se- one second, guys. I think this should still keep recording. When I look at Twitter, look, oh, we've got more. It's lots of people retweeting it, just saying how nice it is that we're doing it, which is very kind. 
but no one's actually asking us any questions. You, can you roll me one of the, your little friends? Yeah, one second. Um, I'd like to ask a question. Why don't you pitch me? Why don't you ask me a question? You want to ask me? And ask All right, I'll ask you a question. Um, did when you came out here a minute ago? Did you fart? No, because you've blamed the shed and you've blamed the barbecue. Two inanimate objects. I did not do the that. The shed that isn't even here. No, but I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I mean, I'm one of these people who don't like doing... I don't I do things without admitting it. Remember that time we drove back from... Oh, my God. From <laughs> Wales. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, it was fucking... I don't even know what was going on. Reese farted probably on every two minutes. Every two minutes. From Snowdonia... <laughs> To East London. Every two minutes. It was horrific. Was I driving? You were driving. <laughs> the windows were open the whole way. It was fucking freezing. The only respite we got was when we had um, we had a little stop-off in Ironbridge and had a little look around Ironbridge on the way home. <laughs> Thank Christ for Ironbridge, because otherwise we would have been dead men. Then Glyn started, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he wasn't as bad as but you. you had, well, I remember the, the... I didn't even get the meet you ate the night before. Oh, well, that was two days before. We shared a room. Well, it was it was a good weekend, but it was odd. <laughs> we shared a room. Who? Yeah, we shared a room. Like the first time I shared a room. I was with so man. drunk. We were supposed to be there on activity weekend. And I was just <laughs> shit faced. We cancelled. I was we, either shit faced or eating meat the whole time. They had this. We took a photo. Do you know what I noticed? What I start doing now. Do you know what I start doing now? Right. <clears throat> I've turned into one of those people who takes photos of things. Yeah, I as did evidence. Did you? So, like, like if you buy something, you go, oh, hang on, no. I know right. what you mean. You take a picture of like a, so, like a screw that's not... That you might have bought a pack of something. You're right. You never, but I never act on it, so I might buy, like, a, a kit I've bought. For not, what? I don't understand. When I say a kit, I don't mean, like, <laughs> Airfix. I mean, like, I might have bought a thing from Habitat, and I've gone, oh... You know that thing where you always go, there's definitely a screw missing, and you get really angry, you want to yeah. bring them up, then you find the screw, yeah. that sort of thing. No, but I've, I, I do things like, for example, I take pictures of meat, right, that I think <laughs> it's not worth... the. I bought, I bought, it to, I bought I got a cardo, right, and I bought some meat. I'm sorry, there are people... So this, this came to the door. You didn't go to the shop. It just turned up. It turned up, right. Now, listen, look, there are people who are getting food banks. I'm sorry. Oh, I still don't understand what you're talking about. You take <laughs> pictures of some meat. Yeah, like, what I'm saying. I got some meat, right, some steak. I cooked it. Yeah. I thought, this is too grisly. I took a picture of it. Right. So I could basically say to a cardo, look, this, send that to a you can't so eat this. This is not on. Send me a new bit of meat. This is supposed <laughs> to be half a kilogram of meat, and it's... Gristle. 0.2 gristle. Yeah. But, right. But I ne- what I, was the steak? It was, it was sirloin or something like that. Yeah. But here's the point, Sirloin, right? it's but, inherent that you'll get a bit of gristle in a sirloin. But here's the point, right? You take these pictures, don't you, OK? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, so, so, I've taken, so I've got pictures of, like, meat, like, screws that are loose, or right. replacement things I need to buy. This is all great if you act on it. Well, and I don't act on it. Right. I act on none of it. But what happens is, you know when you've got Apple TV or your, your screensaver comes on and photos come across? <laughs> you'll see pictures of children. <laughs> Like, you know, oh, there's a nice picture of the children. Oh, there's a nice one. There's a big lump of meat. <laughs> what you, what what you find in mine is lots of pictures of my day, pictures of me in various costumes, that sort of thing, the average sort of stuff, flowers I've seen and things. And then it pictures of emails nearly always accidentally with um, the sound being turned down symbol in the middle of them so you can't read the thing. Because I always fear that when I'm going for a meeting somewhere... I won't have any internet access and I won't be able to find where the address is. So I take a picture of the email. You know, you can do a screen grab. You do a screen grab on your phone. You go... But I always accidentally hit the volume button. So there's loads of pictures (laughs) of emails, but with the relevant information covered by a little sound symbol of it being turned down. So I always accidentally hit mute. Um, I also used to always keep all of my receipts, which I wish I'd done in later years for tax. I don't do it enough now. When I was a teenager, I used to keep everything, every receipt. And my mum used to pull them out and go, what the fuck, what are you keeping all these for? Like when she did the washing. And I was obsessed with the fact that I was going to be arrested. I wasn't a criminal, but I genuinely had this fear that I was going to be arrested for a crime I didn't commit. And if I could show them receipts, go, look, I was at Adrian's record shop at 4.30 on (laughs) Friday. It couldn't have been me. I was buying... (laughs) The new Pulp album. Did I ever tell you about the time I took all those papers to Isle of Wight? No. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like one hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is 
a true story. Well, I was about 11, or t- I was about 12. <coughs> I went to the Isle of Wight with my friend John Stevenson. He was, like, really cool. I liked him. Right. And he was, like, he was like a football football player, and I was, like, the bloke... Football who, dude. Football dude, and I was, like, a square, like, George Michael, <coughs> right? And then, and then I, went to, I went to the Isle of Wight to... Uh, it was called... What's it called? Weirdly enough, where it was, it was the beach where they filmed the sea... If you're a Doctor Who fan... There's a scene, the sea devils, where yeah. he goes, ah! It's where the sea devils come out of the sea. Yes. And he goes, Poof, and, he, and he uses a sonic screwdriver and the mines go off. It's a place, I think it's called Gang, Shanklin Bay. Oh, sh- oh, anyway, Shanklin or something bay. Anyway, it's in, it's in the Isle of Wight. So we went to stay there, and then I met this bloke called Toby, and I think he probably was gay. But anyway, How old were you at this point? Twelve. Twelve, OK. And he told me, and I, I, I tell you what, I, I remember him, there's a jukebox, and it had Killer Queen in the jukebox. And I remember saying, oh, I like this song. And, it was, and I said, I, it was before I really loved Freddie Mercury and Queen. It was like the summer of 91 before Freddie Mercury died. Right. And um, he, said, he kept going about how much he liked Queen. I remember, and I really thought, you know when you look up to someone, you kind of like a man love for the older boy. Oh, yes. So I... <laughs> can you roll me one? Oh, yeah. So, so he was like my... Fr- I, I really liked him for that reason. Anyway, and I, I tell you what, he, he kept playing Tainted Love by Mark Olmwood. It was re-released. So that yes. Was, yeah. So anyway, I said, I like this. Anyway, he liked, because anyway, I remember he liked Queen. Then I fell in love with Queen. And the following year, when Freddie Mercury died, I kept all the newspaper articles, you know, everything. Yes. I collected all the papers. And I still got them in my loft. Yeah, yeah. And what I did was, the following year, because I thought we might be there again the next year, I took my, my, my bag, like, when I was taking, like, you know, your pants and socks for a week, I took about a whole suitcase full of newspapers that I kept, about <laughs> every single Freddie Mercury Queen-based thing, I took him in the in the it, like, took him, and my friend's mum went, "Why is all this heavy stuff? Whole suitcase, you know?" And I said, "Oh, it's nothing." <laughs> I was too embarrassed. <laughs> and then he wasn't even there. Oh, no. and then I told her, and she. And got then you f- got um, arrested for Jill Dando's murder because <laughs> you were carrying all of that evidence around. But that year. That year, I won uh, a bingo. It was a bingo competition. Mm. It was bingo. I never done it. And I won 50 quid on bingo. And 50 they're, they're, quid? 50 when quid you were on 12, bingo. 13. Oh, 12, 13. And, um... That's a lot of money. There was a mini Doctor Who exhibition in the Isle of Wight. And you yes. could go and... And I bought a... Right. I bought a, a, a Daypole TARDIS, which was like an old TARDIS. And that was... That was 30 pounds. And I remember buying it. And everyone going, what have you bought that for? And they all took the piss out of me. I felt a bit sad, but, but then I remember putting it on the beach where Doctor Who was filmed, feeling really proud, thinking... Where the Sea Devils came out. Yeah, and for me, that was special. That yeah. is why I'm such an idiot. And I can't <laughs> believe I've got a girlfriend who's sort of pretty and has breasts and would sleep with me, and that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you do, you sleep with your girlfriend. But had Toby been there, I probably would have slept with Toby. Your wife? She's my wife, yeah. Um, so what was the plan? Like, if you got down there and Toby was about... <laughs> When you got down there, what were you going to do with these papers? <laughs> what was the, uh... What was... You going to have a little read, or... I don't what? know. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to do. But, oh, I feel sorry. You know, you know when you look at yourself... He would have been interested. Well, you know what would have been worse? If he was there, and you got down there, and you went, look, I've got all of these Queen newspapers, and he went, I'd like, I'm a punk now. <laughs> Oh, like, I don't like, I hate Queen. I feel sorry for myself. <laughs> you feel sorry for it your was, old My self. bag was so heavy. <laughs> and, like, they all looked at me like I was weird. And I, I'd always, like, I, paper, I remember spending all my pocket money on papers. And the, same, the day that Freddie Mercury papers died... Papers were expensive then as well, weirdly. They're, they're cheaper now than they used to be. Well, yeah, and, but also I had all the cuttings on Freddie... Because I, I went to the Freddie Mercury tribute and I wanted to show them all the pictures. And the day after the Freddie Mercury tribute happened, Kenny, um, thingy died, uh, Benny Hill. So mm. I started pictures of Benny Hill. So I basically took all these papers of Benny Hill and... and <laughs> I think if you've been found... If you've been stopped by a policeman, which was my fear at that point, I don't know how you would have explained it. Why? Do you remember we went to the... Do you remember we went to the school... This sounds a bit like all the playground things, but we, we were on a school trip and everyone would bring back illegal fireworks and knives. Yeah, I didn't get to go on the first France trip, but apparently France... Most people were going there for... Adults were going there for wine and... Cheap wine and beer and fags. Teenagers were going back... Going there for fireworks. You can buy fireworks here. (laughs) But we were buying lots of fireworks. Two people... Two... I know two... I won't name them. (laughs) Came back with flick knives. Um, Robert Bowden? Probably. I actually can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Robert Bowden. Um, I think... But they, they were the only two people that got caught with the flick knives... 
th- about 20 kids actually bought flick knives in France and tried to bring them back. I we Which I think they're illegal in France anyway. We went to Boulogne, didn't we? And I remember I sat... Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't... A, and it was a booze cruise, wasn't it? Because it was we a, only went... We only went to the fucking port. From what I can remember. We went to the port, went to a hypermarket. Well, hang on, genu- genuinely, we spent a very long time in a hypermarket mm. for all the teachers, didn't we? Yeah, and I, I remember when we were in sixth form, I, I happily bought... Oh, these were amazing. They were Cronenberg, but in champagne-sized bottles. Bottles of... Oh, they were huge bottles of How old were you then? I was reading the sixth form, so 17. How were you allowed to bring them back? Yeah, they didn't care. It was when we went with the sixth form, as a sixth form group. And I brought back eight champagne-sized bottles of Cronenberg. They were fucking That great. was the night Everyone wanted me to crack them open on the bus, but I wouldn't. I saved There was a girl called Rebecca Street who sat on my lap on the way home mm. of the bus, and I really fancied her. And then she got off a pool coming, and I oh. broke my heart. Oh, well. And she actually said you're too. She said you're too square. She actually said those words to me. She said you're too square. <laughs> yes. What was she in Back to the Future? Well, maybe I'd shown all my do- my newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Did I take the time when I brought that girl back and I put Silence of the Lambs and I had some really bad shorts on? <laughs> Talking of shorts, there's a girl. Called, there was a girl called. There was a girl called Sarah Cornet at school, and um, she's hotting up now. These, these stories. I was in the, I was in the school play of Greece, right? Yeah. And uh, and I was not I was too nervous to go for get for Gar- not Gary Barlow. What's his name? I don't know. Danny Zuko. Danny Zuko. <laughs> Gary Barlow. So I went for so I went for him, and I signed Greece lightning. I had this really terrible car. Basically, <laughs> for three nights, I had like I was doing my Freddie. Mer- I was doing that Danny like, Zuko is not the cool one though. Oh, he is. The cool one's the one with, pop, with uh, the acne scars. <laughs> yeah, I went him. That was the baddie. What was he called? Striper. <laughs> <laughs> what was he called? Skids. Greaser. I don't know what his what name was. What was he called? Knicky. Knicky, that's it. No, Knicky's no, the good... he's the cool one. He's the cool one, but there was also the baddie with the, with the pop marks. Oh, right, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting them confused. How many times have you seen Greece? A few. <laughs> sure. Do you remember what I was going to say? As, <laughs> at the age of 18, four men... In a in a Vauxhall Astra, <laughs> went to Thurrock Lakeside Cinema no, to watch Greece. No, it was in Thurrock. No, we went to see it in Basildon. We didn't. It was Thurrock. No. I remember getting McDonald's afterwards in the drive-through. No, it was the, it was the A one two seven McDonald's. No, it wasn't. I swear to Basildon God, Basildon wasn't open yet. I'm it telling you, it was open then. It was not. 1998. No, it wasn't open. It was the 20th anniversary of Greece, and it was 1998. We went to Thurrock Lakeside. I'm telling Tony, you. Tony, I'm telling you. We stopped going there because a new one had opened. Do you know that? Um, Thurrock Lakeside, I, our friend Miles used to drive us there quite a lot to see films quite often. Sometimes just the shop. It was a place to go. And um, there was once a a deal. Remember McDonald's used to do McDonald's used to do big deals for food. Like they'd be all burgers a pe- penny or something. They did a uh, a uh, nugget deal, which is one of the only things you'd eat at McDonald's. From what I remember. I ate. I, I once sat down and ate on my own because I think the idea was you got one, buy one, get one free. Or, it was ridiculous. You got nuggets were basically given away free, and I ate on my own fifty chicken nuggets oh. because I could and I had the money for it. And I think it cost me like four pounds or something. I, I remember going to see uh, with my brother Harlan Knights, the Eddie Murphy. My brother loved Eddie oh, yeah. Murphy. And that was quite. That's I've never one, seen that film. Oh, it's terrible. There's the one good thing about going to America. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to um, Beverly Hills and you saw where the police station from Beverly Hills Cop, and you still go, oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Going back to the Sarah Cornet story. Yes. Um, this was the sitting on the lap. No, this is somebody else. So I, I was. I oh, was, this is the Science of the Lamb shorts. Yeah. Okay. Right. So remember, this is so awful. Oh fucking hell. So basically, um, I was obsessed with videos, so I'd buy <coughs> films really quick as soon as they came out. So Science yeah. of the Lambs... Not was cheap. A, was not, they weren't cheap, but I mean, I'd spent all my family allowance money. My mum and dad were giving my family allowance money. said, that's for your clothes, everything. How Pocket much was money, your family allowance? £10.20 a week. Oh, that's not bad. Right, not bad. £10.20 or £20 a week? Maybe it was every two weeks, yeah, it's right. every two weeks, bi-weekly, okay. bi-monthly. So I had all that, and then I'd Fortnightly. go... <laughs> Fortnightly, that's the word. <laughs> So I'd get all my money, but basically I spent on Doc 2 videos and films, and I bought Science of the Lambs, and I was all proud because it's just come out. Mm. And uh, so I was in the fourth year, this girl was in the th- second year, right? Sarah Cornett, and they came to see me in Greece, Kaniki, and I was quite cool in it. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, and I, I had to come in this car and go, ooh, Greece, Latin, and I, because in the film, in the play, for those musical, those who know musicals, uh, and there's million, millions of them who listen to this, Gre- uh, the, the film of Greece basically adapted the, the play. The original yeah. play, Kaniki, sings Grease Lightning. Right. So I sang the song. Right. And so I sang that, and I, I, I got wolf whistles and knickers thrown at what? me. Wow, I was like Tom Jones. That's just the teachers. <sighs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, get to the shorts. <laughs> Someone called Dale Drib- Gribble just... Um, so, anyway, so... I, she said, I, I walked, we walked walk back once from from the school to our house. She lived near me. It was like right. a two-mile walk. We all walked home after. She must have been very excited to be uh, <laughs> going on a date with Kanicki. No, we were just walking back talking, and I heard someone said, she fancies you. And right. I, said, I, said to her, I, I said, do you want to come around my house? I wonder why you were walking back with me. I said, do you want to come around my house <laughs> right. tomorrow and, and uh, you know, come and visit? So I, and she went, oh, yeah, okay, fine. I live at number 17 Neverton Road. And she went, okay. And my dad, who's a teacher, normally what happened was he would, I'd get home from school early at four o'clock and mm. then my dad and my mum wouldn't be home till six. Mm. So I'd have the house to myself for like three hours. And so I thought, oh, I can get her back and maybe kiss and watch telly. Just have a fun time. Have a bit of a fun time. So when I got back and then she turned up and I had these terrible shorts on and a bad... <laughs> Describe air, the shorts. Air, so long, you know, the, the, for a time, there was fashionable shorts that were, went below the knee. Yeah, well, it was like, started by Tunnel Hot Spurs kit. And as you know, I'm a famous massive fan of football. <laughs> so I was, you know... And I had an Air Jordan T-shirt, which I, I got about four years ago. I thought it was still fashionable. <laughs> and she came round and I went, oh, hello, come in. She went, hi. She came up Sarah Cornet. So she would have been 12? No. Hang about, I was second four, year? I was, she was about 14. Maybe she was a year younger. She was like 14, I was 15. Either way, let's set, let's set, let's set the scene. So Don't make out that I'm a pedophile. No, I'm not. I'm just talking... I'm just, I know the Silence of the Lambs is coming, so I'm trying to... Yeah, set. she was quite young. Right. But not... No, but like a year well, or two younger than You were young too. I'm I not was saying... Young too. That I was trying to show that's off... Not, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm trying to set the scene. So, yeah, she came round. There's a 14-year-old boy and a 13-year-old yeah. girl. it's the first hey. time I've met her, and I put on a film about a woman being kept in captive, <laughs> right, which no, which just come out going, you've got to see this, it's brilliant, it's just come out. And she's looking very uncomfortable. <laughs> at your shorts. Not just that. Then it's like, ding-dong, my dad turns up. It's like, right. oh, cramp my style. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, what are you doing? And, uh, and, and, and as far as... Um, this girl's concerned. He's a science teacher as no, well. She is, no, no, she's from a different school. Oh, okay. Primary school. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's from a different school. And I, so my dad's in. Reese, what do you want for dinner? Chicken? I've got, I got someone here. She, <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm talking to her. I'd imagine your dad would have been quite excited for the fact that you had a, a girl around. I think he was quite pleased for me. Yeah. And then, uh, we watch Silence of the Lambs. She's horrified by it. Like, yeah. genuinely, like... The bit where he's going... Hack! You know that bit where he's put the face on? Well, and the bit where Get he says, a... I can smell your cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bit I thought we were going to get to. I had a little telly in my bed. I had a little telly in my bed. I could just imagine you excitedly turning to her and going, you're enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> you see it in my bedroom. I've got my uh, telly. And it also, it wasn't even a cool telly. I remember your bedroom, wall of Doctor Who videos. Keyboard. And, and, a, very, and a very old, my television. Like, even then, like, we didn't have flat screen tellies, but there were good tellies out. Mm. I had this really bad old one that my nan had with a, right. a remote control that still had an attachment to it. You know? <laughs> I'm going, playing this thing. Anyway, she, at the end of the film, she's traumatised, and, and I said, I'll see you again then. She went... <laughs> <laughs> and I never saw her again. So, yeah, so she left, and she was like, oh, God, and then she left. And I rang her again a couple of times. I always had that with... I always had with girls. I ring them up, and they never want to talk to me ever again. <laughs> because I, I basically... Do you remember that other girl that looked like you I went out with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is it was me. She worked at the. She worked at. She worked at that shop. And everyone said she looks like Tony. I went, no, she doesn't. She fucking. She <laughs> doesn't like Tony. And then I remember. I remember getting off with a girl at the uh, the island in, in Ilford, and someone going, "You kiss like a washing machine." Oh. I remember thinking, "What's that supposed to mean?" Rude. Why are all these people well, so rude to you? Well, I, I, I never kissed like a. I mean, I didn't even put my tongue in. Whatever you did, or didn't. It's not. It's a bit rude to just. She Bring was from Seven Sisters, and I remember ringing her up again and then getting her number. Do you know, I went to see her, I went to the picture with her, remember Alex Grinley? Went to see Nutty Professor 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Nutty Professor. Did I see the time when I went to see Dante's Peak with that other girl? No. I remember you took a girl to see Dunstan Checks In. No. What happened was, that's the wrong, no, the similar thing. I took a girl to the cinema to see uh, Dante's Peak 
or Jumanji or something, right? And right. there's a trailer at the beginning. Oh, and I'd just okay. been to see James Bond, and it went, dun, dun, dun. I went to the premiere of this. <laughs> I saw the cast. <laughs> Thinking she'd be really impressed. Went to Leicester Square. Dun, dun, dun. The brand new James Bond film went to Leicester Square to see it in the premiere. And then in walks Dunstan in, in an outfit, like the chimp, the uh, orangutan. And I not went, even no, a real no, orangutan. No, I didn't, didn't see that. <laughs> And then I remember, I remember she said, do you want to kiss in the car? I went, all right. And I did that, you know that awkward thing where you put the seat back and it goes too far back and all this? That would be her car, I'm guessing. Oh, God. Not your car. And the next day, I remember, she went up with this boy called <laughs> punched me in the face and hit my ear. Do you remember him? Yeah. God, you were all there for me. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be a little, I used to be a little, like, Dahlia. Dally, Dally Dilly. <laughs> and you wanted to be more. <laughs> right, are we ready to wrap up? I think we might be. Yeah. We've been an hour and 20 Okay, guys, it's been lovely doing this again, and we'll do it more often now. I think what we should rather than his, um, I think we get to, yeah. I think we get to the anecdotes more than the uh, the some yeah. cuts on that stuff. Well, out. it takes time to warm up, doesn't it? I hope this you're is quite still fun with to us, do. guys. Um, but we'll do one. We'll try and do it monthly. Let's try and do it monthly, at least monthly, mm. rather than the yearly, which is what it's been. Yeah. Well, nice to see all people. Thanks for all listening, and um, send us emails. I can't even remember our email address. It's been so long. I think it's... You've got a proper website, Tom. Thomasandway at gmail.com, I think. But I'll put it on the on the bump. I'll put the bump on the internet. Um, and tonight's has been... Draw- this tonight's uh, podcast has been brought to you by Billy Bosch. Wine. It <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. is called Billy Bosch. This is it. And Foster's. Billy Bosch wine, right? Okay, it's this really. Ch- I've got Virgin wine. Send you a bottle, big, send a big case. It's right, like, it's undrinkable wine. It looks, it, Billy, I would, I wouldn't imagine a wine called Billy Bosch would be anything other than undrinkable. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Pair boots on the front. Maybe they farted. <laughs> good night. Maybe it's the wine that smells of farts. But good night, everyone. Bye bye. Hello, Tony again here. Uh, thanks for listening. Sorry it's been so long since we did one. And as I said, we were saying at the end, we are going to try and do it, uh, do the podcast more often now. Um, so if you do have any questions for us or anything you want us to talk about, uh, I'm at Tony Paul Way on Twitter. I think Reese is at Reese Thomas OBE. And you can email us at uh, thomasandway at gmail.com. Um, sorry about all the edits and the little bleeps and bots, but. Um, We just don't want to uh, get in trouble. Bye.